Many of you have hearts that are hungry today, hearts longing to experience God's presence in a new and powerful way. Hi, my name is Aris Lawless, and welcome to Sage Talk. In today's episode, Al Henson and Paul Lawler are beginning a new series on some of the names of God. Today, we are looking at the name of Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is a name we often hear around Christmas time, but it is applicable to our lives all year long. Al and Paul have over 75 years of pastoring between them, and they've spent decades walking among the nations, ministering to the persecuted church and the least of these. Let's join them as they shepherd the hearts of faithful servants and Christian leaders in today's edition of Sage Talk. Al, it's so good to be with you today, and I'm I'm really thankful, not only for a new year, but the spirit in which we have the privilege of entering this new year. And hopefully today, what we share uh, will be helpful to those that listen in terms of how their heart is postured with the opportunities that God has was going to bring before us in this mm. new year. And it's really great to be with you always, always, Paul, as a brother and fellow servant of the Lord. But I, I'm thinking also how wonderful it is to be with this sister, this brother yeah. that's uh, clicked on and listening in. Thank you. And as we enter this new year, we want to pick back up on some major subjects and themes that we had in the fall, the theme of transformation and then the understanding of brokenness and how that related to transformation. We'd like to pick up that theme as we start this mm-hmm. this new year. Um, this last week, uh, I, I had the joy of sharing some of my, my story, which is really God's story. It's a story of God's grace. And I'm thankful for the love and grace that God has shown me. And and I remember, uh, Paul, in my early 20s, I used to think about God's grace, and I would think about, I want God's grace to do this so I can accomplish this, or I can accomplish that in the kingdom. And slowly that became secondary because I realized that what God wanted and desired is a man that would love him and out of that love relationship with God and intimacy with God, then we could we could work together and walk together and war together and serve together. Just think of, that, of doing that with Jesus. Uh, Jesus could be the husband of my wife through me, and Jesus could be the father of my children. And and it's, it was, so my priorities continued to to form and and more pure. And that I just simply wanted the main thing I wanted in my life was that God would would make me in his image as that was his purpose, Romans in chapter 8, that I would be conformed to the image of Christ. And I'm excited that uh, as we enter into this new year, we're going to pick back up on this this passion that God's given you and I to speak to this sister, this brother that's listening in and maybe say something or some things that might encourage them onto this path of Christ-likeness, yeah. from a selfish person to a loving person, from a foolish person to a wise person, from a prideful person to a humble person, to an impure person to a person of purity. And so I'm glad that we can be together and talk about some subjects today that would that would guide us in that direction. Well, Al, so am I. And you know, there's a thought uh, that really it, it comes out of a scripture that's Quoted a lot at Christmas, rightfully so. Uh, but Matthew one twenty three, and as we enter a new year, 
the awareness that God in Christ is Emmanuel, mm-hmm. God with us. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a, a reality that has ongoing implications for us today in, in doing life and in, in ministry. And so as we journeyed together today, and you were sharing about your experience of God's grace last week in, in sharing your story, I'm aware that there are people who mm-hmm. are listening right now who also want to taste God and experience his transformation mm-hmm. in a way that's tangible and real, just as you experience. It's not that people are going to become um, uh, your story because all of our stories are unique, but you, you've kind of you've given us a signpost in what you shared last week. It's interesting, Paul, even the name Emmanuel. Uh, it is God who actually gave us these names or titles, mm-hmm. and uh, often they it, it was God was wanting to say s- some things, not just one, but maybe several things to us. And as you shared in the in the Christmas season and all, we think a lot about Emmanuel, uh, God with us. We sing some songs about that. Uh, and I'd like to just to, to dive into that just just a moment. What was God trying to say? I think the first thing that God was trying to say is that uh, uh, I want to be with you. Uh, you know, sin has marred our souls and marred our thinking and marred our emotions and our feelings. And, and, and one of the purposes of sin and fear and shame that it creates its voices, its, its tenets that it puts within our soul is to drive us out of the presence of God. And often we're thinking that, I, I, what do I do to, to get into God's presence? And we've got all of these various kinds of things we need to do to get into God's presence. And Emmanuel comes right at the heart of God and says, now, I can hear God saying, wait a minute, you need to go back and read Genesis. I created you. I created Adam and Eve because I wanted uh, cre- creatures like you that were in my image that I could be with. I mm-hmm. wanted to walk with you in the garden. I wanted to talk with you. I wanted to hold your hand. So we don't have to convince God that uh, to be with us. He's told us by his name that, that he wants to be with us. And secondly, he's saying to us, not only do I want to be with you, but I want to remind you who it is that wants to be with you. God the uh, all-loving one, all-wise one, all-powerful one, wants to be with us. Uh, so I just, as you're listening, I hope that encourages you. Uh, you don't have to run to God. Just turn, and he's there waiting uh, to be with you in intimacy and in experience and in fellowship. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And, and Al, I'm, I'm mindful that there are probably people listening right now who— are, are not only soaking in these words, but also as they soak in these things that are being shared, there is a hunger in their heart mm-hmm. to experience God's presence, his mm-hmm. manifest presence. And uh, there's, there's a couple of things that uh, today that come to mind from Scripture, but also intersect some experiences that we've, that we've all had that align with Scripture. And, and, and that's that relationship between loving Jesus and obeying Jesus. Mm-hmm. You, you may remember those words that Jesus shared in John 14, 21. He who loves me keeps my commandments. But he, but he also said, he went on to say, he, he who loves me 
um, and obeys me, that we will manifest ourselves to him. I, I, and we see that he's speaking of the fullness of the Godhead. Mm-hmm. And so we, we recognize in love relationship with God that as we obey, that there there's also this heightened intimacy, the mm-hmm. presence of God, the power of God that Jesus describes in John 14. And as I listen to you, Paul, um, my mind goes back to some of my thoughts I had as a young person, as a teenager, listening to that, which is so true. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's interesting. We will put the emphasis sometimes upon, oh, I have to obey. And notice again what, what he says. If you love me, you will obey me. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And what I hear him saying there, just love me yeah. and experience my love. Yeah. And then out of that love relationship, uh, you won't have to get up and force yourself to obey me yes. or make yourself uh, to keep my commandments. You'll want to. And and, and I, I put that back in. You know, I have uh, my wife, Susan, and I, we, we've been married. Uh, uh, I better get this right <laughs> in case she's listening in, so I have to go back in my mind. Uh, it's 2020, right? So this year we'll, right. we'll be married 47 years. It's 46 and a half right now. But, you know, uh, I've never had to force myself to want to be around her. Yes. I've never had to force myself to want to be with her, to want to talk to her. And uh, I've never really had to force myself to want to do some things that would bless her. Why? Because love. Mm. And I think this is what Jesus is saying. Experience the love of God. Yes. And then we'll love each other. And that love will move us to obedience. And I think what John will clarify that and say, if you're not obeying, don't focus on you're not obeying. Uh, focus on that you're not loving. That's good. And if you're not loving, focus on that you maybe you have not yet received the love of God. And this is what the beloved Apostle John, the way he would carry us through our thinking. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about transformation and intimacy, yeah. we, we have to go back to, oh, what I really need to do is to get with Emmanuel, a God who wants to be with me, mm-hmm. and, and, and say, God, show me your love. Yeah, that's so good. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those passages, again, where it's important that we not just hear the words, but the Spirit in which the words were expressed. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm with you. I, I agree that Jesus may have said it like this. If you, if you love me, mm-hmm. you'll obey my commands. Yeah, I like that, yeah. 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 It's yeah. a fruit yes. of love relationship, of mm-hmm. being in the presence of God yeah. who is with us. Yeah, you know, love is, uh, at its heart, it's a, it's a decision, it's a commitment. But it's very emotional. Yeah. You cannot deny the passion and emotion of, of love, even God's love, as well as human love and phileo love. And it, so this, this passion drives us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might say also it fulfills us. That's good. Oh, that's so good. So when you're experiencing God's love, your desire for so many other things uh, wanes down and, uh, and, be, and becomes small comparatively. And this is what Jesus was meaning. And, and I, just to repeat so people hear that, here's, here's what the Apostle John, if you were sitting with him, I think this is what, are you obeying God, no, John? No, I'm not. Oh, oh, then you, uh, you don't love. And that's okay. Oh, I don't love. And then John would say, yes. And you know why you don't love? 
because you've not yet experienced the love of God. And I, I would step take a step back from that. What I understand about the nature of sin and the operation of sin and the mysterious work that sin, the powerful sin, had against our souls, the shame of it and the fear of it is driving us out of the presence of God. Mm. Sometimes I like to say, I look at a brother and I just weep. I say, he is shamed out of God's presence. So sin is trying to keep us from a God who created us, who is Emmanuel, mm. who declares by his very name, I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And as you cited, desires, yeah, desires to be with us. Mm-hmm. And, and that, what, about, what about for the person who's listening who... Uh, wants to deepen their love relationship with God. Uh, how might we encourage that person today? And you, you mentioned sin and its effects around sin, or excuse me, around fear and shame. Mm-hmm. But, but how might we encourage that person who says, you know, I, I hear this. This makes sense to me. Now, now, how do I posture my heart in a way that my love relationship with God deepens and his presence deepens mm-hmm. in my life? It's a great question. Um, faith it certainly is required at the heart level. Uh, we see that all in Scripture. But some people think that faith is the absence of fear. And it's not. I, I think of David coming against Goliath. Um, there's, no, there's no doubt David was shaking in his boots. But even though he was shaking in his boots... He did not let fear prevent him from having the faith to obey God and to go against Goliath. And so sometimes intimacy with God or drawing near God is like a Goliath in our lives, and we're afraid. And so I would say to this brother, sister listening in, it's okay to acknowledge, God, I understand theologically that you love me, but there's a part of my soul that is actually afraid of love. And the reason why my soul is afraid of love is because people have said they love me and then they hurt me. And life has somewhat taught me that love, to be afraid, to love or to be loved. And so, God, I, I'm afraid. Just say it to God. And that goes back to one of the, the uh, podcast we had about coming before God with an unveiled face and, 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 and having enough faith to trust God. And this is where I started in my early 20s is I really was hungering and thirsting after the Lord. As I, I came before God and I just got honest. I said, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm actually sitting out here under this tree alone, and I'm, a, I'm sure glad nobody's watching me because uh, uh, this feels a little awkward, God. It feels like I'm sitting out here talking to the wind. But by faith, God, I, I, I believe you're here. I believe you are Emmanuel. I believe you are God with me. And I, I, so I don't know what I'm doing. I feel awkward. I'm uncertain. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm actually afraid of that if, that if you did show up, what you, you might not do, but I'm going to trust that your love and grace and mercy. And, and so my advice then is to do that, whether it be uh, what we would term prayer or what would it be in, in with the Bible. And yes. I remember having sometimes I would fast and then mm-hmm. and prayer and yes. the Bible, try to get along with God. But he did say this, Paul. 
He said, if you'll seek me, you'll find me. If you'll seek me with your whole heart, and if you'll seek me uh, with an unveiled face. And, and what happens is I did begin to find him some, a little, and then that got me hungry enough, and, and my faith grew a little mm-hmm. to, to continue this and mm-hmm. until sometimes my wife would say to me, "Can you, you need to come out of the woods every once mm-hmm. in a while and, uh, because it became such a wonderful, yes. quiet place before the Lord. You know, as you share that, there, there's a story that I'm reminded of, Al, and, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's really a great commission story. Now, before I share it, I want to validate this, that I, I'm not about to say that the only way to experience God's presence is to go fulfill the Great Commission. I realize that the Scripture right. has much more broadband around the topic of experiencing God's presence than, than, than only fulfilling the Great Commission. But there was a, a, a woman in our church, uh, she taught middle school, and uh, aside from teaching middle school students, her personality was shy, timid, mm. and she, she became a Christian. She got saved, born again. And in her quiet time, she began, as she's reading the scripture, beginning hear, began hearing the voice of God leading her to take a mission trip into Asia mm. to share the gospel with a team there. And she met with me several times and uh, was really struggling because in her own strength she was afraid, but yet she would get alone with God and pray and really sense God's leading. So I'm going to move quickly to her time in Asia. So she's with a team, and she goes into a village, and she shares the gospel hmm. with a translator, and she watches uh, persons who've never heard the name of Jesus before come to Christ as hmm. she's serving alongside indigenous pastors. And God uses her. Hmm. And when she got back to the States, she said, I can't stop weeping. Hmm. And I said, tell, tell me why. Tell me why. She says, it's God's presence hmm. and his heart for these people. And I've been so awakened. And I, her name was Sandra. I have permission to use her name. And I said, Sandra, did, do you, did you notice in Matthew 28 that this is one of the places where the Great Commission's listed, not the only one. I said, did you notice that the Scripture says that as you follow Jesus in fulfilling the Great Commission, that he is with you? Mm-hmm. And do you not think that if God is going to be with you, you're going to know it? It's mm. not just going to be a theological concept, but mm, he would make his love, his presence known to you, as well as people who are being birthed into the kingdom. Now, now, I share that again, not to say that that's the only way we experience Emmanuel, but but I do say it to illustrate this wedding between what you described in prayer and fasting and knowing him through his word, mm-hmm. wed with our following him mm-hmm. and joining him to be with him in fulfilling his mission and knowing joy in him, his person, really experiencing him as we do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I, yeah, it's good, good, Paul, that uh, it's not an either or. Mm. One leads to the other, which leads to the one, which leads back to the other. Oh, I like that. Yeah, love leads to obedience, and obedience leads to more love, and more love leads to more obedience. It's interesting to to strengthen what you've just said is that Jesus' commandment is go. Mm. And lo, I, as you said, lo, I am with you always. So the commandment is for us to go with him. 
That's the secret. Uh, go, go with him. And I would say that most of the things I've learned about God and understood about God, uh, apart from praying and Bible study and those kinds of things, has been while I am going yeah. and, and walking with him. And I know our, our time is, is coming toward an end here. Um, and one of the things we shared in, the, in, in some of the earlier podcasts that back in answering the question to this brother that's listening or this sister that's listening, uh, I like to give some kind of structure to something. Yes. And uh, Paul and I are calling this this, this highway of transformation uh, this this highway of spiritual growth, we're calling it the Grace Highway. And so, if you could just uh, if you could picture in your mind with me uh, a highway, and Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." So this Grace Highway, Grace is all that Jesus is available, all that I need. And this is a two lane highway that you're going to walk on with Jesus. One lane is the transformation of your heart. The willingness to be uh, to be able to be with God, and to to see your heart, the beautiful, glorious being that you are created in His image, but also that marred part of your heart, that part that's so full of pride that needs to to be f- pride taken away and filled up with humility and brokenness, part of your heart that is selfish that needs to be taken away and filled up with love, that part of your heart that is foolish where it needs to be replaced with wisdom and impurity that needs to be placed with a pure heart and an unbelieving heart full of lies and bondages that needs to be replaced with a believing free heart. That's one lane, that as you're walking with God on this grace highway with Emmanuel, God with us, he wants you to see your heart and the power of the gospel, he wants to change that. The other lane is the lane of disciplines. As you study through all of church history, read of all of the men of God, they talk about the needs for disciplines. We have to be careful there because they can become works. This is not a works highway. So good. This is a grace highway. So the, the disciplines of prayer, the disciplines of fasting, the discipline of, of Bible study and, and reading and memorization, the discipline of obedience, as you so emphasize well in the teachings of Jesus, and then the discipline of, of community of being in unity and oneness and fellowship with our brothers and sisters, serving God together through obedience together, those five disciplines. Those five don't change us. Those five disciplines bring us into proximity to Christ. That's what you were talking about, this lady. She obeyed, and it brought her into a more of experiential proximity of Christ and his heart and his ways. And that with the coupling of seeing where we need to be transformed in our heart, these two highways, then the power of the gospel, the gospel of grace, changes us and transforms us. And I would like our listener to maybe even write that down or get out and draw your highway out and, and, and put the two lanes there and put this is the grace highway and put in each lane what needs to be there mm-hmm. as they follow us through yes. in, 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 the, in the podcast in, in, into the future. Mm-hmm. I, I so appreciate that analogy uh, because it, it gives us handles of appropriating the very presence of Christ, mm-hmm. Emmanuel, God in us. And so 
uh, it's with that in mind that perhaps we could take some time to pray for the listener right. uh, today as we wrap up. Would- yes, I, before I pray, I always like take away, um, take away the thought of Emmanuel mm-hmm. and what God meant by that. Two things he meant. I really, really want to be with you. Secondly, remember who it is that wants to be with you and this powerful, beautiful creature that wants to be with you. And then thirdly, uh, remember the Grace Hospital, or the Grace Highway, I'm sorry, the Grace Highway, the two lanes, and remember those things. Now, Father, we thank you that you're not limited. And through this recording, there's this brother now that's been listening, there's this sister that's been listening, And we ask now in the name of Jesus that you would give them clarity and understanding of the things that have been shared about you, God, Emmanuel, God with us. And we pray that you would revelate this into their hearts and bless them, we pray, uh, with a knowledge of you and the peace that you are leading and guiding them and that transformation is your work that just need to trust you and walk with you in it. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Sage Talk. If this is your first episode, we are grateful that you listened in, and we hope it was an encouragement to your heart. Now, in today's episode, Al and Paul mentioned several key truths that they have covered in previous episodes, such as the Grace Highway. You can learn more about the Grace Highway in episode number 11 which can be found in your favorite podcast app by searching for Sage Talk or on our website, sagetalkpodcast.com. And if you have any questions or feedback, we would love to hear from you. You can write us at info at sagetalkpodcast.com. We hope to see you again next week when you join us on Sage Talk for another time of spiritual shepherding, heart to heart, and life to life.